This is the all-time Misfits Podcast. Hello and welcome into the All-Time Misfit Podcast. We got ourselves a very special guest, Alexis Kraft from Downtown Rams. She's joining the show with us today. Uh, so uh, we're going to go ahead and let her give a shout out later on to the draft. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, the our uh, rundown. Uh, we got some big uh, college football upsets and uh, to start the season. Uh, we got the SEC back. So we'll go ahead and get into the first college football game. And the big, probably the biggest upset from yesterday is that Kansas State goes down, uh, goes to Oklahoma and takes down the OU, who was a favorite to be a, in the national championship in the playoffs. And uh, everybody thought that it was going to be a rout by uh, OU, but uh, Kansas State comes in and win it. And I mean, it was a shocker to all of us. And uh, I'll go ahead and let uh, our guest start it off. Uh, Alexis, do you have anything, your thoughts on the game? Um, You know, I, I didn't have too many big thoughts on it. I, I'm not like a huge like college football follower um but i did know that it was an upset and i certainly heard about it and i i went and watched the highlights and yeah i mean i i love a good upset except when it's against my team but i love watching teams (laughs) that i have no allegiance to um get upset so i i liked watching the highlights of it that's for sure yeah, I forget. I, it was supposed to be a. I know I, if I remember correctly, I think the over under was like twenty something points for OU to sweep Kansas State, but yeah. they uh, they definitely uh, came in and beat them. Which is the bigger thing is probably that it was happening in Lincoln. But uh, uh, Tyler, do you have anything on this game or thoughts? I know you're not a big college person either, but yeah, I was gonna say that I'm I'm with Alexis. I'm not a big college football person, but what's weird is is two weeks ago, this Kansas State team lost to Arkansas State. And then out of the blue, they beat Oklahoma. So, like, that's super, super odd. And, I mean, it doesn't help that Oklahoma's quarterback turned it over three times. But, yeah, that's super weird when you think about a team that lost a couple weeks ago to Arkansas State. They beat Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a little bit of an embarrassing loss. And I don't think uh, OU's going to be able to recover uh, that. They're, I think their playoff hopes are already dead, you know, two weeks into the season for them because – that loss is going to just be an ugly loss all season for them. I'll go ahead and uh, hand it over to Chris. Chris, well, you have any thoughts on the game? Oh, go ahead, Alexis. I was going to say an interesting stat that I saw about that game is that Kansas State had zero four- or five-star recruits on their team, and Oklahoma had 51, which is crazy. Holy. Yeah, that is actually an amazing, nice little stat and tidbit to know. I mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah, that just that's a, that just proves sometimes it's not about the talent, it's just about the coaching, and and definitely, I mean, yeah. you would think Leak and Riley is probably one of the better coaches out there, but he was out coached yesterday against a lesser opponent. You know who that helps him finish? What's that? He lost the former head coach of North Dakota State that won almost three SNS titles. Right. I completely forgot that he left North Dakota State to go to Kansas State. Yeah. And it's not really surprising that this team beat Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma last year in Kansas. So it's more surprising that they beat them in Oklahoma, in Norman. But, you know, like like, uh, Tyler was saying, Tyler Rattler, that quarterback of uh, Oklahoma, he had a lot of hype coming in for this game. And 
He did not live up to the hype to me. He looks, he kind of looks like Tyler Murray, but, um, I don't know. He's not as decisive as Tyler Murray. Well, he's not. He, you got to give the kid some. I mean, he's replacing, you know, Derek, or sorry, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. He has some big shoes to fill. And, and Jalen Hurts. Hurts. So, I mean, he has some big shoes to follow. So, I mean, I think he's only like a redshirt freshman, isn't he? Or is he a true? I can't yeah. remember. He, yeah, he's I young. So, so, you got to give the kid some, you know, some doubt. I mean, you're not going to come in and be perfect. So, uh, but we'll go ahead and pass on, uh, move on from this game and go to the next big upset in uh, the college football landscape. And uh, it's not as big because some people were predicting it, but uh, the Mississippi State dogs going down into uh, Baton Rouge and being the new, the former uh, champs of college football world, LSU. And uh, I have to say, LSU looked rough. I know they lost. And another stat I know I saw out there was a. Uh, they lost – I think they were only bringing back five starters from last year. And they, they had, I think, 13 kids drafted in the NFL draft. So, I mean, LSU is not the same team as they were last year. Uh, it definitely showed. I mean, their quarterback definitely looks like he could be something legit with some more uh, time under his belt and some more games. Um, Mississippi State's uh, transfer quarterback, K.J. Costello, looked really well and uh, definitely – trying to make a a run to be a drafted quarterback in the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, I mean, he won't be an early one, but uh, he's at least giving himself a shot to get drafted and be a backup in the league. But uh, we'll go ahead and uh, I'll pass this off to other college football person. And uh, Chris, what do you have on the game? Um, Alex Newton really out of sorts the whole game. It didn't look like the same – um, team that they were last year. Obviously, they lost so many players, but just the same, they don't have that same mojo, that same swagger. And you know, right, five players returned from last year, and the only time that's ever happened to the national championship winning team was back in 2011 with the Auburn. And they and all of them returned to last year like six players. So yeah, it's a it's a team that's rebuilding again mentally. And I think the hat thought to the Mississippi State that hit the that hit the ball and uh, they put a lot of points. Yeah, they definitely did. It was a good. It was no, that was a really good game. That I watched more of that game than I did the Oklahoma game. So. Um, Mississippi State definitely looks like they can be contenders in the SEC this year. Um, and, I mean, I completely forgot that Mike Leach moved from Washington State to Mississippi State. I, that was a shocker, just like I completely forgot that Lane Kiffin left uh, Florida International for Ole Miss, two big hires I completely forgot about. Um, yeah, I'll go yeah, ahead and just. Yeah, they've tried it before. We'll see if it actually works. I mean, at least worked this looked like it's gonna work this time. But... Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, uh, I'll go ahead and just open the floor to uh, 
Alexis and uh, Tyler, since they're both not big college football watchers, and I'll just let them both uh, give their quick thoughts about the game if they have any. Um, well, so because I'm not like a huge college football watcher, I totally would have thought that LSU would have won the game just based off what I know about LSU. And I, I do understand that they're not the team that they were last year, but I was under the impression that they were supposed to still be expected to be pretty good. So when I saw that they lost to Mississippi State and that it was called an upset, um, you know, that was kind of surprising to me. But again, maybe maybe it's not such a surprise for people who are like really up to speed with what's going on uh, with LSU. But to me, it was certainly shocking. Tyler, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, LSU, I mean, like they're they're obviously a big time school in college football. So you would assume that they're just going to reload and, you know, be great again. But obviously they look like they – they really were lacking on defense, especially, and, you know, they lost a lot of defensive guys to the NFL draft, and it obviously showed in the uh, upset that Mississippi State pulled off. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely – it was a good game. It's, I mean, LSU will be back. They have a lot of talent uh, just, you know. With the, in this season, too, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of upsets because no college football team got its spring training – got it's really pro off-season programs you know none of them are really playing their cupcake teams because they only can play most of these teams are only going to get to play their conferences schedules and you know conference schedule is always harder than not being able to play you know a ball state or i'm saying ball state because i'm staring down staring them down but uh you know just small crappy school yeah the you know school of the blinds out there you know that gives these uh, top schools some warm-up games so uh yeah i mean it's going to be an interesting season of college football. There was a lot of good games, but we'll go ahead and keep moving on since we uh, don't have two huge football fans, uh, college football fans on. We'll move on to the NFL, and uh, we'll talk about the, the matchups today. Uh, and I guess the big one, we'll go ahead and let uh, – we'll just go over to uh, Alexis's team here and talk about the Rams really fast. But I do want to ask her a quick question. We've talked about it on our latest podcast, but we have a, we have a Rams uh, fan here. so. What's your opinions on all the contracts that the Rams have been giving out? How do you feel about those? Um, I think they're pretty much what everybody expected. I mean, um, I think that the cup contract was actually less than what I thought they were going to offer him. Um, but I thought that the way that they structured that was really good. You know, Woods is someone who I wanted to keep around. So I'm glad that we were able to lock him down as well. And then I think the, the other one would be the Ramsey contract, which to me, I mean, you know, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it depends. I think a lot of people have differing opinions on, you know, Jalen Ramsey. I think most people would agree that he's at least a top three corner in the league, um, just kind of based on what you're looking for. So I think that that contract made sense because I figured they were going to give him a contract that was going to kind of set the tone for cornerbacks in the league right now. So um, it's a lot of money, that's for sure. I know that, that a lot of people are on Twitter are kind of like the salary cap is a myth, um, which is true and false. You know, I do think that it can easily be manipulated, and I think the Rams have definitely found a way to kind of manipulate that. But, um, you know, I'm glad that, that we were able to lock down um, those three guys. Um, and I think I do think, though, that the Jalen Ramsey contract is going to prevent the Rams from locking down some people next year. 
Uh, specifically, safety John Johnson is someone who I think is going to want a lot of money, and I do think that because we gave Jalen Ramsey so much money, we're probably not going to be able to pay John Johnson as well. Yeah, uh, you definitely nailed it on the head with the salary cap I was going to say and bring up because, you know, the Packers are uh, in a big contract talks with two of our best players, our left tackle, David Baccarati and uh, Aaron Jones. And David Baccarati last week says, uh, just look at the Rams. You know, people want to say you can't sign some a big player to a contract with little cap. Uh, that's false. You know, you can manipulate and do what you need to do. And the team's proven it. So if we don't get a contract, it just proves that the team doesn't want you here. So it just proves that the Rams know that their core players are valued and they want to keep them around and giving them contracts. So I hope the Packers who actually do have a little bit of cap space end up making that move um, on both of those players. Uh, unless Aaron Jones gets like uh, Alvin Kamara payday, then I'm not about that life. Um, uh-huh. But uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, just get this game out of the way because I know it probably hurts Alexis, but uh, what do you have? What's your thoughts on your uh, Rams uh, bills game today? It was a really good game and they came back, but you know, that final call, what do you think? Yeah. Well, you know, I want to preface this by saying that the Buffalo bills are a very good football team. In my opinion, they, um, I wouldn't be shocked to see them make a super bowl. I think that they are a very, um, talented team they have a lot of depth I am a big Josh Allen fan so you know I was not surprised to see him go off the way that he did today I thought that's kind of what I expected him to do Um, I think what's frustrating for me about that game um, is obviously the Rams went down early I mean 28 to 3 kind of the infamous (laughs) score from the the Patriots uh, Falcons Super Bowl Um, but the the Rams were down 28 to 3 Um, In the second half, they absolutely lit it up and came back. Um, So to see them come back and then have the lead and then lose because of a horrible pass interference call at the end of the game, it's just really frustrating because, you know, they'd fought so hard to come back. But putting the the anger aside, I kind of have to tell myself, and something that I really believe is you should never put yourself in a position to win or lose a football game based on one play or one call. Um, and that's yeah. what the Rams did. So, you know, it's frustrating. I do think the Rams deserve to win that game. Um, I think at the end of the day, the Rams played a lot better than the Bills, which I know sounds crazy because, like, Josh Allen had four passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. I didn't, Obviously, he played really well. Um, but Josh Allen also made a lot of mistakes that allowed the Rams to uh, come back. So I just felt like at the end of the day, you know, the Rams – did a lot more right than they did wrong and they, they lost because of such a bad call. So it's, it's really frustrating, but you know, that's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, I would go ahead and say, uh, I agree with a lot of what you were just saying. The Rams beat themselves today. They should have won that game, even though that they were down 28 to three. Um, the bills are a really good football team. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the uh, podcast here in the, uh, prediction shows but we all had them winning the east and making it pretty far in the playoffs for the bills but i'm also the only one on this uh table here that had the rams going to the playoffs i have i'm really high on the rams this year i mean i only have a winning nine wins but that's enough to get into the playoffs but with my predictions um i really like them and i and they're proving themselves right again i mean i think this is gonna be a tough division i mean they're lucky right now that the 49ers are so hurt and battered um, and that's going to probably catch up with them, even though they're two and one. Um, 
but I'll go ahead and pass it on to Tyler if he has any thoughts on the game. Yeah, I mean, the, the call at the end was not good, but, you know, I, th- I think that the, the NFL referees, they got to be better with these pass interference calls because, like, they're so inconsistent. I've seen some that are so blatant, you know, one way or the other, and they got to be more consistent with it. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's nothing as bad as it is, but there, there's really no nothing wrong with losing to the Bills. I think they're a very, very good team. Um, I think I predicted them as, like, a 12-4 and four team, so – I mean, even though the call at the end was awful, you you know, there's no real shame in losing to a team like the Bills. No. None whatsoever. Chris, what's your thoughts on the game? I mean, I'm not even talking about it. But the, the Rams had the lead. The Rams took the lead with like 20 minutes left in the game. And then Josh Allen gets away from like five Rams, including uh, in a battle, and then a crazy throw. Like, he let them down the field, but we're talking about how the Rams offense, you know, Thompson, uh, didn't get it done. Yeah, they didn't get it done, but the Rams defense didn't get it done either. They didn't get one stop. So, yeah. it's not just on the offense, it's not just on the referees. Like, the Rams defense couldn't get off the field, and you have the best defensive tackle in the league, and he couldn't stop them. So, yeah. I mean, the sure will. I mean, and what, we're going to get to this game, but look at the Falcons. Yeah, they I was not. They lost the lead, and they just rolled over. Yeah. The Bills lost the lead, and they still came back, and they took the game. Yeah, it I think that's just coaching. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I think that's just the coaching by Sean McDermott, and that's a good uh, lead-in. We'll just go ahead and uh, move along from the Rams uh, Bills game. Uh, it wasn't really on the docket, but I think it needs to be talked about really fast. We can just uh, all give us like a ten-second or fifteen-second synopsis on, on our thoughts about the Falcons right now and back-to-back week weeks blowing a massive lead in the fourth quarter with like little time left. I mean, honestly. I, I'm shocked right now I haven't got a push on my phone that Dan Quinn has been fired. He was on the hot seat last year. Uh, he should have been fired. They kept his job miraculously. And then he's 0-3 now, and he's lost two massive leads in the fourth quarter. And he's supposed to be a defensive head, a defensive coach. Um, it's time to move on from Dan Quinn, and it's time to find something new. I'll go ahead and uh, pass it off to Tyler if he has anything on the game. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking negative about Quinn for a while. Um, he should have been gone a couple years ago. I mean, it's it, it's out of hand. I mean, the, his defense is no good. That's what he's known for. I mean, if you've got a couple years and your, your defense ain't been good, and you're a defensive-minded head coach, and I mean, if your if your defense can't do anything, eventually you have to put it on yourself. And I think he should have been gone a couple years ago. But there's no better time than now. Yeah, Alexis, you have anything on the game? I mean, I actually watched that game today. Um, it was on my local station, so I, I had it on in the background as I watched uh, the the Rams game. Um, you know, the Falcons are just – yeah, I, I agree that it has to be the coaching because when you look at the Falcons on paper, they do have a lot of talent. 
Um, but just for whatever reason, and it's not super obvious to me, maybe it is to someone else. I don't know why they continue to blow these big leads. I don't, it's gotta be coaching. I mean, I don't know if there's a, like a psychological thing going on with them or what. Um, but it is really weird to me that they keep losing these games. Um, but you know, I, am indifferent because I, I'm not like a Falcons fan or anything. So I kind of think it's funny when, when they blow these leads and there's all these like memes on Twitter and stuff, but I, I would say it's most likely coaching related just based on what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun, you know, not to be the fan of the team. I mean, we have a lot of listeners, sorry, Brian and sorry, everybody that are uh, listeners of the Falcons. I mean, you're having a rough season. Um, but I'll just go ahead and let Chris give his quick thoughts about the game. I mean, I was telling Lily this is the win probability from Stat Pass AI says that the probability of the Falcons to win the game was 98%. Two weeks in the row. And yeah, two weeks in the row before that net game. But the Bears. And I. How about how about Nick Foles? Nick Foles came back of nowhere again, and the Bears. And Nick Foles and this team just lost his job, by the way. And he didn't play. Like, did he get hurt? Because I mean, you look at the yeah, stats. No, he threw it bad. He threw a really bad interception. I think that's that, yeah, 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 that's man. dumb. He he he's led you to two and zero. He wasn't performing horribly, but now no, you're setting a president. It, it doesn't bad. matter. You're yeah. setting up. You're setting a precedence now that no ma- now Nick Foles has to be set the same way. You throw one bad interception, Mitch Trubisky is going to come back in. Like you're setting a bad precedence in that team in that locker room that you can never be trusted on who's going to be playing because if you make one I, mistake, I, I, they're going to replace you. Well, for one, the, the Bears got screwed out of two touchdowns. One by Allen Robinson that got overturned, which I, I, I really didn't get to see it, but it looked like it wasn't an interception anyway, but still. So, like, the, the stat line looks worse on this side than it really is. Yeah. I mean, that's my point. It just... It's whatever. I mean, we'll just go ahead and move no, on. No, and... no, back to Atlanta, the one second here, sorry. Um, they, they actually tried to run the ball to run the clock out. And they didn't get a first down, and I don't know. I don't know. It's like Lions just started. beat the Cardinals. Um, How my Lions? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they finally got their first win. But uh, we'll go ahead and move on. This is yeah. another... I mean, for our listener or for our guest and our other co-host, Tyler, it was a rough week. Um, and I'll let him start off. Uh, how about your Bengals and Eagles game there, bud? How do you feel? Well, I mean, it was a super boring game up until the last probably handful of minutes. And, you know, the game ended in a tie, which, I mean, I don't understand ties in the NFL or any sport for that matter. It's the only, it's uh, the only sport that allows a tie. Yeah, I mean – Ties are about well, as bad as it gets. I, I don't think that you ever want to be in a tie no matter what. I mean, to be honest, I'd rather lose than tie just because of the whole – just just the facts of it in general. But, 
Um, you know, the Eagles, they got the ball back, and they seem totally content with a tie, which, you know, I mean, that, that in itself is, is odd to me. Um, and then the Bengals got it back with very, very little time left. Like, I think it was like 17 seconds, and they ran Just the ball. Ran so they obviously they had no intent on um, trying to win the game either. I, I don't like ties, never have liked ties. And, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, the Bengals played what wasn't a terrible game today considering, you know, I, I still believe – I believe this Bengals defense um, secondary-wise is actually pretty solid. Um, the run defense is where there's a big problem, but I just – you can't get me on board with the tie. Yeah, I agree. I, I, but I heard Alexis trying to chime in about the tie, so I'll go ahead and let her uh... – Give her a statement. Oh, I was just gonna say you can actually tie in soccer, but like whatever. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Um, in yeah. the regular season, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Fair enough. You you call you got me there, but let's just face like. Come on, the ties need to go away. Well, that. There shouldn't be a tie in the NFL. I don't get it either. I agree. I just no. think uh, it makes no sense to me. I think. Whole, do a college thing. I don't care. Do the 25-yard line. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and it, like, Tyler hit it, and I have to just mention it before passing along. The Eagles punted the ball instead of going for a Hail Mary when they're in Hail Mary position on the fourth down. Like, that to me is just, you're telling your team you don't care. I, we'll settle for a tie. It's better than losing. Like, like Tyler said, I'd rather get the loss than at least say I try to win instead of, oh, well, instead of we're just going to punt the ball away and accept a tie instead of trying to win. Like that is such bull crap coaching and a bull a crap thing to do. I mean, I could – it's just – I saw that happen and I was like, are you kidding me? You're in field goal – you're in you're in Hail Mary range. At least go for it. At least try. I mean, if you don't get it, yeah, the Bengals are in field, uh, Hail Mary range, but – at least then maybe somebody wins. And then the Bengals, well, 17 seconds, instead of trying to, you know, do a, a whole bunch of tosses and see what happens, we're just going to run in and accept a tie too. Like it was just two teams that said, well, we both have no loss, no wins on the year. It's better than not getting another L. Like that's just, that's just crap to me. I'll go ahead and uh, hand it over to Alexis on the game. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, it, you know, it wasn't the most exciting game, um, you know, at the end though, but I, you know, I am really impressed by Joe Burrow, you know, just from what I've seen about him, um, and seen from him, uh, he absolutely got rocked. That was really scary. I know that that was kind of circling on, on Twitter. I mean, he took a, a huge hit. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he seems to be getting better each game. I mean, game, but I think one of the biggest stories here is just the Eagles are, I don't know what's going on with them, but I've been saying kind of since the beginning of the season, before the season even started, I think the NFC East is just a horrible division. I think it's the worst division of football. I mean, I think that they are just, it's really rough. I mean, the Cowboys right now are holding their own against the Seahawks. So, you know, good for them. But I just think in general, the NFC East is pretty bad. Yeah, it's going to be, a, if the NFC East is going to be a, the, the, a division that I'll probably put the team in with a losing record. Like they did a while back. It's probably going to be the exact same thing. This division with how bad everybody's looking. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys are giving the Seahawks a run for their money, but still it's, it's, it's an ugly division. 
I mean, and then it just got uglier with losing. I know your second team, Saquon Barkley going out for the year and they don't look anywhere. Yeah. I mean, Haskins is not a future for the Redskins. He looked awful again today with three picks. I mean, this division I thought had at least two good quarterbacks. I mean, Carson Wentz is completely gone. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, he's just looked awful. Um, I don't know if it's the line in the wide receiver or what, but he's looking bad. But I can keep going on. Chris hasn't chimed in yet. So, Chris, what do you have on the game? I mean, what did Herman Edwards say? Play to win the game. Play to win the game. Right? Hey, not only did they punt right there on the last play for the Philadelphia Eagles, they put a delay at game from the yeah. punt further. Yeah. Okay, so they could have threw it from the 50-yard line and tried to throw it up and no, no, anything could happen. We've seen it. The Ryan Tannehill play at the last, the last play of the game. Years ago. Like, why would you not try to blow the ball up? No, Tom McVeigh would have done something. Tom McVeigh would have blown the ball up, would have done some kind of crazy football reverse lateral thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Nobody wants to tie. Yeah, no, yeah. Really and fans have been clamoring for it for years. I mean, the NFL has to change soon. I mean, they, I mean, fans are not gonna are not down for the ties, and players shouldn't be either. It's kind of frustrating that the players are okay with ties, and they haven't like tried to change that as a rule. I mean, hopefully here soon we'll see something change, but we'll go ahead and move on to uh, our boy Chris's team, and I'll let him chime in here about the Carolina Panthers and the Los Angeles Chargers today. What do you have on the game? That was one ugly fucking game that probably has say. The Chargers look like dog shit. And the Panthers, you know the Panthers didn't look that bad. Um, Prince Bridgewater actually had a really good game. Even though he's sitting and dunking the whole time, but... That's what he does. That's his game. That's what he does. And he did it really well. And the Chargers have not stopped that the whole game. Uh, our offensive line looked terrible. Justin Hoover almost got killed. Just like Phil Burrow. And, um, the Wetlands got off on the Wetlands and sucked that whole game. Something about yeah. those that, that, that officiating crew is terrible. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to the past of the dance hall. Like, it's not, it ha- it's not something obvious. Yeah, and they were told at the beginning of the season. I mean, the, if I forget the stat. It was last week that they said something. The penalties are far way down what they were compared to last yeah. year at this time. But, like, they said it's supposed to be clear and obvious. And these pass interference, I'll even say it on the A.J. Green where the Bengals should have won week one. I don't even know if that was pass interference. But I don't think that gets called last year. No. And, I mean, I can tell you as a Packer fan, that was Jordy Nelson's special move, was that nice little subtle shimmy off to get – off. Yeah, I mean, if we wouldn't – Jordy wouldn't have the career if they were calling it like they were when he was playing. But uh, 
I'll go ahead and pass it off to Tyler to talk about the game. I don't know if you got to watch much of it, but you have any thoughts on it, Tyler? No, I mean, I got to watch very little to none of this game, but, um, you know, I mean, it's two teams that I don't think many people thought would be very good anyways, although I thought the Panthers would be better than a lot of people did, including you guys, but, yeah, I mean, you were high on them. Yeah, well, I wasn't high on them, but I didn't think they would be, like, you know, as bad as you guys did. I mean, not, like, top three pick. I didn't think they were that bad. But, I mean, you know, it's just two teams that ain't that good, and it appeared to be what was probably a pretty boring game to watch. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I I didn't watch hardly any of it, and it don't look like I missed a whole lot. Although, Herbert, if you look at his stat line, looked like he didn't do very bad again. So, he might be a lot better than I thought he'd be because I was not yeah, a he's, fan of him draft either. I'm I'm the same. He's starting to prove he's proven me wrong. I wasn't high on him, but I think if you can get him, I mean that's with any quarterback, but he definitely needs some more protection with that O line. That O line is a still oh. a big weakness for the the uh, the Chargers. Um, but Alexis, do you have anything in the game? Um, I didn't really get to watch much of it other than kind of like highlights and everything um i will say that i do like what i've seen from uh justin herbert so far i mean i'm a fan of his and um you know i I know they didn't win the game but it seems like he you know he had some uh good plays uh and you know i saw one throw that a touchdown throw that he threw to uh keenan allen which was pretty impressive so uh yeah, but I mean I didn't get get to really watch it in depth enough to give like make a decision on anything about the game. Yeah, um break breaking news on the podcast here while watching the game, it looks like Chris Carson's done for the year. Yeah, it, it looks looks like, like he's done. You see yeah, what it, I'm saying? Yeah, I just I just watch I'm watching it. He twisted his knee bad. Yeah. Yeah, he's it's not pretty he he did something. He it looks like yeah, it's not good. So uh, it looks like hell looks like the hell looks like the Bob Jackson play. Yeah. Jackson got hurt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the game. I we'll move back to the Chargers uh game here really fast. Uh, I watched the end of it. I watched it here and there. I was going back and forth with Sunday Ticket. It was kind of hard to you know watch every game fully when you only have one TV. Uh, Justin Herbert does look really good. Um. Teddy Bridgewater does what Teddy Bridgewater does. He's – I don't think he's the future of any team. I don't even think he's the future for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, me and Chris before the podcast started were just on here talking, and it's it's a race. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL right now, and it's a race for this Lawrence. And the Panthers could easily be in that race to be in the top pick for Lawrence, and I don't think I they mean, hesitate to take there's not any team. Lawrence. You got Justin Fields as well. I'm not as high on Justice Fields. I need to watch more of him, but I wasn't a huge fan of him for the NFL game. He's a great college quarterback, but I'm not sold for him in the NFL yet. Um, but we'll just go ahead and keep it moving, um, and we'll move to uh, Sunday Night Football here and give our predictions and thoughts before the game starts. We have the Green Bay Packers, my team, visiting the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'll go ahead and just uh, give my rundown and thought uh, – uh, some more news. The Packers are only having four dressed wide receivers. Devontae Adams is out, and we're only having MVS, Alan Lazard, 
Shep, Darius Shepard and Malik Taylor starting tonight, dressing out for wide receiver. So uh, Darren Waller killed the Saints last week. Um, so I'm hoping that Jay Sternberger, Robert Tanyan, Josiah Degara make a step up this week. And one of them can just be that guy who kills the Saints in the middle of the field with the tight end position. Um, I keep going back and forth on this game. It really comes that Michael Thomas is out too. We have a really good defense that's being overslept. I mean, it's a little bit of a homer pick, but I have the Packers winning. And it's, I think it's going to be a little bit more than – it's going to be like a 28 to 14, 17 game. Um, Aaron, Rodgers <laughs> is ball, Aaron Rodgers is balling. You can keep laughing at me with these predictions, but how about my Blue Jays, buddy? How about my Blue okay, Jays? Okay, okay, hold on. Hey. 14-1. Okay, the Las Vegas Raiders beat them by 14, brother. The Raiders, who just got destroyed by the Patriots. And don't matter, that was one man. Okay, just watch. With Drew Brees is look, looks like he's at the end of his road. Um, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara is the only way they say in this game. We, we really no It doesn't matter. We we haven't had a wide receiver for two weeks. Devontae Adams missed last week, and we still won. Aaron Jones is destroying he, he missed three. He missed two and a half quarters, brother. Two and a half and quarters. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He had like three catches. Don't come at me with my team. I know what happened. Um, but the only way the Saints stay in this game right now is Alvin Kamara. Alvin, we don't have a run-stop game, and Alvin Kamara is going to shred through us. That's the only reason this is going to be a good game. Um, I'll go ahead and pass it off uh, to Alexis with her thoughts and predictions for Sunday Night Football. So at the beginning, so before the season started, I kind of did predictions for every game of the year, and I had – um the Saints winning however based on what I've seen from the Saints and what I've seen from the Packers so far this year I do think the Packers will win I think that the Saints aren't really I don't know there's something missing from them this year they're not well I know that Michael Thomas is out but they but they just don't seem to really be operating well um and I think that the Packers are playing a lot better than a lot of people thought that they were gonna play um, and it's Aaron Rodgers. So I, I would take the Packers. Um, you know, I'm not going to be super shocked if the Saints manage to pull off a win, but I do think. Uh, and I won't either, Packers to be honest I, with you. Yeah, I think it'll be yeah, close. Like, I don't my, think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think a 10 or 14 point game is a blowout. I mean, I don't think we're going to do what the Raiders did to him last week, but I think that we, I think it's going to be a garbage time game. For the Saints. I just think Drew Brees. Drew Brees has looked bad. I mean, he doesn't have Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Traycon Smith drops the ball left and right. Again, it's going to be Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is going to feast tonight. Because our run game is – run defense is bad. I'll just go ahead and say that. Alvin, If they win, it's because of Alvin Kamara going off for like 200 yards and two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Um. Uh, I'll go ahead and let Tyler give uh, Tyler give his uh, thoughts and predictions for tonight's game. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, no Devontae Adams, no Kenny Clark. I got the Saints. Kenny Clark is in. Kenny Clark is in. Well, the thing I said said both Adams and him were both out. I didn't see that. I have to. You go ahead. I didn't see that, but keep going. I saw that literally like ten minutes ago. But okay, either way. Yeah, I don't. I got it in a high-scoring shootout type game, right. but I'm gonna still out, right? 
Yeah, I, I missed that. I apologize. <laughs> I last I saw he was he was playing, so they must have been the last second. Chris's laugh, by the way, is so much better than any joke we can tell. But anyway, I got the Saints thirty-five twenty-seven. Um, I just I think that part of, part of the reason why I like the Saints as much is for exactly what you said, little B. I mean, everybody's writing Breeze off. They're saying he's washed, he's done, he's not as good anymore. You know, he always does well against the Packers, anyways, and I just think he's going to have a big game. And I got him in a shootout, thirty-five uh, twenty-seven. Yeah, that's a that's a saying he's going to shoot out tonight without Michael Thomas's best weapon. That's it's pretty it's pretty bold. I'll go ahead and uh let Giggly McGee over there uh give his predictions because we know it's going to be bad. All right, all right, all right. Calm down. Hey, um, uh, and so there's no hint. No, Devontae Adams. I can stack the box now and shut down Aaron Jones. The sense the, the is unbelievable. I know they got burned. They got burned by uh, the Raiders. Raiders on Monday. The Raiders. On Monday night. Okay, the Raiders are not as bad as the But I said that too. Remember that. I had them in the playoffs. I know. Mid, 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 mid. But I'm, I'm going to have a. Uh, Thirty-one twenty-eight. Thanks. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Met Metcalf with a touchdown. Um. Yeah. So you guys, of course, you guys are. I'm glad at least Alexa's on my side. You guys predicting. I mean, it's. I like I said, I would not be shocked if the Saints win tonight. I mean, I'm just going by on how good Aaron Rodgers has looked this year, even without Devontae Adams. I mean. The two guys, uh, Alan Lazard and MBS, are getting open. I mean, yeah, they're dropping the ball a little. But uh, Aaron Jones out of the backfield, uh, Jamal Williams. I think A.J. Dillon starts getting a little bit more involved each week. Um, now who's going to have this game? Hook. Yeah, we, we – my, my Christian, Christian McCaffrey – or not Christian. Christian Kirksey has been struggling with his uh, zone coverage, his uh, – so I can see Cook yeah, having he had a big hard game. Time with Hawkinson last week. Yeah, he did. Uh, I I can see that easily happening. Um, it should be a great game. I'm excited for it. But we'll go ahead and uh move to our last uh, game and uh, our predictions for uh, Monday Night Football, which is uh oh God, sorry, hold on, I didn't have it pulled up. Baltimore Ravens I knew that. Yeah, that's gonna be a great game. Uh, I'll go ahead and just pass the uh back off to uh. Alexis, and let her give her thoughts on the game. Yeah, I think that the Ravens are going to win. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, But, you know, what it comes down to for me is the Ravens actually have a defense. Um, And so I think that the Ravens will beat the Chiefs. But I think it's going to be a good game. I I do think it's going to be one of those games uh, that, you know, we look back on and, and are kind of like, wow, that was a good game. Kind of like the uh, two years ago when the Rams and the Chiefs played on Monday Night Football, where it was like each team scored over 50 points or something. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. Because, I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, um, and both of their offenses are, are pretty good. The, the defensive side of the ball, though, concerns me for Kansas City. So I, I think at the end, Baltimore will win. 
Yeah, it's a it's gonna be a great game. I agree. This is the game. This is the AFC championship game we wanted last year for the super right before the Super Bowl was the Chiefs and the Ravens with those offenses going at it. And uh they're both starting to click. Kansas City struggled a little against the Chargers last week, but that's expected always in division games. You know, division games are always tough. It doesn't matter if the team's 0 and 15. They're gonna they're always gonna give you the best shot when it's a division game. Uh I also think the Ravens are going to win for the same points you pointed out that they actually have a better defense. Um, it's going to be close. I mean, it's going to come down to, I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last, to be honest with you, whoever has the ball last wins this game. And I'm saying the Ravens have it last and Justin Cook, Tucker kicks a game winning field goal with the last time running out. Um, and obviously, and I also have to go for the Ravens just for that LJ Fort. The guy who's the defensive linebacker who scored a touchdown last week for them. I played high school ball with the kid, and he was a baller back in high school. And it's awesome to see him still hanging on in the NFL. So I'm going to stick with the Ravens, and I would love to see the kid get to the Super Bowl. Um, I'll go ahead and pass it off to Chris for his predictions. I'm also going to hit the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they played him pretty last year, and they lost the first game. Um, I think this is uh, this is where they get out, they get over. But I think uh, um, five thirty eight, and uh, you know, we're gonna see this in the playoffs hopefully again. So yeah, it uh, you well, I definitely hope you see this one again in the playoffs. This should be a, this is this is gonna be a real. This is a great weekend of uh, like Sunday night and NFL and Monday night are getting it out of the park with their games. Thursday night football, you need to get your shit together. Just go ahead and say that it's been toilet bowl 1.0 to toilet bowl 2.0, and then this week it's the Denver versus the Jets. What are you doing? Thursday night football, <laughs> you're killing us. Disgusting. Like you don't, nobody wants to watch this. Um, yeah. Tyler. What you got for Monday Night Football, brother? <laughs> well, I mean, I get to be different here because I got the uh, Chiefs. Um, I got the Chiefs 27-23. Um, I just – I trust Kansas City's offense more. I get it. I get it for sure that the Ravens have the better defense, but I just always have sided with the better offense will beat the better defense, and I, I think that will be the same case here. Um, I've got Kansas City yeah. Chiefs by four. You're just picking the actual quarterback. Just go ahead and say it. Just just say that you're p- picking no, the team with the quarterback. Yes, you're right, because I, like I've said a million times, I'll say it again, and I don't care. I do not like a – I don't like a quarterback who's playing as a running back. Yeah. You need a running back and playing as a quarterback. Yeah. Well, whatever way you look at it, I, I don't like I don't like a quarterback who's a better runner than a thrower. That's just me. Lamar, to give it to you, I agree. Lamar has definitely got a lot better at throwing the football. It's not the best. It still needs to improve, but he is getting there. But when it happens, because it's happened to all of them, you name a running quarterback, it happens. They get hurt, and then they have to change their game. Can Lamar, when he gets hurt, whenever it is, this year, two years from now, three, four, it's going to happen because it's always happened to the running quarterbacks. Can he adjust his game enough and stay stay irrelevant? And I don't think he is. He needs to really work on his passing, be, be able to stay in the league after he his legs go. Um, 
And I think that's Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a runner, and he's working. He's improved a lot as a passer, a lot as a passer. Nobody, everybody said he was an awful quarterback because he threw 50% completion. This year, he's up in the 70s. And I, I was defending him for the last three years against multiple people who are hater on Josh Allen, and he's proven it's me right lot, this year. It's and, a lot easier. It is, and he's never had a wide receiver, but he now has one, and it's working out, and it just proves on how much he needed one. Um, and uh, there's people who said Josh Allen was garbage, and I, he was my number one quarterback coming out of college that year over Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. And poor Sam Darnold, before we wrap it up, talk about a team that needs to move on from their quarterback, their coach is the Jets. It's time for Adam Gase to go. And then if somehow Denver with Travis Cinnamon, Travis Cinnamon go in there and destroy them and that Sam Darnold struggles and the offense struggle again, I think the Jets need to also realize that they've made a mistake with Adam Gase and move on. Because if you actually look at his statistics as a head coach, he's on the bottom of the barrel of all the statistics that matter for offensive production. So, Jeff Driscoll, you're right. Not Travis Cinnamon. Jeff Driscoll, thank you for calling me out. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to sign it over to uh, Alexis and let her give herself a shout out and any uh, final thoughts she has for this week's podcast. Alexis? Yeah. So um, this week was a rough one for me and my team. Um, so I'm looking forward to week four of, of the NFL season. Um, we have a episode of my podcast, Downtown Rams, dropping tonight where we kind of break down the Rams and Bills game and kind of talk about everything that went wrong as well as everything that went right. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at the Alexis Craft. That's Craft with a K. I'm always on there talking football and, you know, giving my, I guess, you know, unwanted opinions about the NFL, but um, yeah, just excited. Thank you guys for having me on the show. It was a good time. And uh, you know, I'm always down to talk uh, football. Yeah. We appreciate you coming on. You're a great guest and you're always welcome back. And uh, we're going to have to reach out to your other co-host and see if we can get him on here too, because uh, I've enjoyed both of your opinions on football. But before we sign off, I'll go ahead and let uh, Tyler uh, give any final thoughts for the week. Yeah, uh, totally uh, not football related, but my Cincinnati Reds are in the playoffs. So uh, let's go Red Legs. Let's win the World Series. Yeah, we you, we predicted it. We all we were all bullish on your Reds this year, on our prediction shows for the the baseball. So I'm glad to see that they made it and that we predicted that right. And we'll have that coming out this week, too, to our fans and listeners that we will be doing an MLB playoff prediction podcast sometime this week. So look out for that. And, uh, Chris, what do you have for final thoughts? I got one really important rant to go on here. I'm going to talk about the Black Lives Matter thing on the NFL for one second. Hold on. And it's not what you think. Did you know that Aaron is not in the league and Aaron is unsigned? Did you watch him play football last year? Did you know how many tackles he had last year? I don't care about tackles. Fucking de- hey, Blake Martin. He's a new block center. He's one of the top block centers in the league. 
He was. He struck. Yeah, you, you can have tackles hey, all along. Hey, let's see. You have four sacks, 97 solo tackles, 130 combined tackles, 13 assists, and seven tackles for a loss. On a crappy Panthers defense. Yeah. They... Which means he was going to play it. And he's unsigned. He got beat and a it, lot. A okay. lot. He's a lot Satan. You know what Bob Satan is, right? They're not playing the seventh. They're playing the one. Are you hold on, are you saying he's being blackballed? I'm saying he's being blackballed. You want the Edna wants to talk about Black Lives Matter and all that bullshit. But at the end of the day, this guy is gonna have a job. Why is that? Because he was bottom of the barrel when it comes to his position. It does not matter, bro. It does I'm matter. Sure you have platinum guns. Okay, I'm not getting into this about this whole you issue. You 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 right now. You have him higher than other You're people because me. it's not. He's not being blackballed, and it's not about his Black Lives Matter because the Panthers would have brought him back if he was as good as you're saying he is. That's not what's going on here. Okay, then he's not in the NFL. The only reason why I'm safe to say that he's not being blackballed is even after the Colin Kaepernick, you know, and I do believe that for a while he was being blackballed, but that's neither here or there. He was still getting a job, Eric Reed was, so – for them to blackball him out of nowhere now, even after even after all that, he was still getting a job. I just don't believe he's not. I just don't believe he's that good of a player. He's not even the fly out. That's what he's saying. Who cares? He's not. He's not the player he once was. He. Okay. I don't care yeah, about that. You can. Okay. You can okay. tackle. All right. He has, he has we got to wrap this up. Alexis has places to go. We thank her very much for being on this week's show. Uh, Alexis, you're always welcome back. Uh, again, you can follow Alexis at Alexis Craft. That's K. That's with a K, like the Craft macaroni and cheese. Just for you people out there. Um, this is uh, Matt at Brunelli Sports. That's B as in boy, R U E L L I Sports. You can follow me, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Tyler, what do you got? Yeah, you can follow myself on Twitter at T underscore Dement. And you can follow our uh, shows page at AT Misfits Pod. Hi, Chris. No, no. <laughs> Chris, it's at Supercharge underscore thirty three. People out there, um, again, thank you uh, for listening to this week's uh, podcast of the All Fit All All Time Misfit Podcast. Have a great one, and uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening to the All Time Misfits Podcast.